First in the morning, SAFM Sunrise with Stephen Grutis. Good morning. All right, more calls coming through about the taxi issue. Uh, we will, of course, get as many role players as we can. If we hear from Santaco, uh, if they come back to us, we will put them on the radio. But there are other issues in our society at the moment. And confirmation now that the Higher Education Minister, Dr. Bladen Zamande, is planning to place UNISA under administration. After that report by an independent assessor, it found UNISA basically failing to fulfill its stated mission. The report for, uh, the report found evidence of wrongdoing against the Vice-Chancellor, Professor Poleng Lengabule. Remember those claims about the curtains and the vacuuming classes and all the rest? Uh, it's that report that I'm talking about, very detailed report. Ishmael Amnisi is the spokesperson for the Department of Higher Education. Ishmael, good morning. Stephen, good morning to you and to the listeners. Why does the minister want to place UNISA under administration? Stephen, we have laid a very good introductory uh, remarks regarding where we come from uh, in terms of this issue. There was a, an assessor who the minister appointed, uh, uh, who now has made a, you know, um, a report regarding his work that he was supposed to do at UNISA now based on that report the minister wants to exercise his powers in terms of uh, section 49b of the higher education act which empowers him to you know appoint an administrator based on the recommendations of uh, the assessor's uh, report uh, professor temba mosia and again Stephen, you'll recall that uh, before there was an assessor there was a ministerial task team which was appointed chaired by Dr. Vincent Mapai, which almost came all, uh, to the same conclusions that um, uh, Professor Mosia came to in relation to the governance issues um, at UNISA. Um, can the university still respond? Is this a final decision or can the decision still be changed? Well, Minister wrote to the chairperson of council on the 4th of August and uh, um, asking uh, him uh, and on council in, uh, broadly um, to respond to his intention now to place UNISA under administration. So we expect that on the 10th of August, a council would have responded. Based on their response, now minister will make his final determination. I have a horrible feeling, Ishmael, that if you look at the arguments that we've seen, the response to the report, if I recall, some people in council didn't accept the assessor's report, the vice-chancellor, Professor uh, Lenkabula as well has made some comments, um, that someone, I don't know if it would be she, I don't know if it would be the council, that someone would go to court and try and stop the minister. Are you worried about that? Stephen, we are living in a democratic uh, country and uh, each institution, including council, has the right uh, by law to uh, challenge any decision that gets taken. We hope not, that they should not do that um, uh, if they are in, uh, honestly uh, um, you know, in, interested in the management uh, or governance of, of this institution because the minister's decision is not informed by malice or intention to uh, damage the name of individual members of council, but it's about the institution itself and what has been taking place within this institution uh, for the past years. And uh, it is not a reflection on individuals, but it's a reflection on the system itself, which unfortunately, uh, through this council, the minister's view is that it can self-correct. Okay. Um, you'll have seen, I must ask Ishmael, about the protests against NISFAS by various students. There was protests last week. Essentially, students claim they're not receiving the money that is owed to them. NISFAS says its new system is working properly. What's gone wrong here? 
Stephen, uh, MSFAS had a media briefing yesterday exp- explaining various issues uh, relating to uh, the student-centered model, uh, relating to the direct payment solutions, to uh, relating to the bank charges. And uh, they have, uh, you know, in their statement, uh, debunked some of the myths that are there. Uh, our view is that, uh, look, uh, there is what is procedurally correct that NSFAS has been doing. There are agreements that they've been entered into with institutions. And we are made to believe also that there has been consultations uh, with various institutions, in, including USAF, including the South African Union of Students, including SAFETA representing students at TVET colleges. Now, um, under that pretext, our view was that uh, we believe that the sector must have been mobilized before these decisions were taken. Now, NSFAS came up yesterday to uh, respond to all of those issues and set up a process for further engagements with the stakeholders themselves. And now we as a department support that process that they've set up. We ourselves are going to have engagements with uh, USAF uh, representing our university chancellors. We are continuously engaging with the South African Union of Students. And we will, of course, uh, engage um, uh, with NSFAS uh, uh, board uh, for us to appreciate the challenges that they are facing and, 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 and so that uh, collectively so we can be able to chant a way forward or advise them further should we feel that there are certain issues that NSFAS is not addressing uh, correctly. But we are you know, engaging the sector as a whole, as a department, and will continue to do so. Ishmael, I'm becoming a, a suspicious person in my old age. I think that's just because I've become so cynical. Is yes. there something else going on here with these student protests? And I ask this because they seem to involve quite a large number of people uh, that seem to be protesting at the union buildings last week. At the same time, NISFAS says, but all of these systems are working and that people who should be getting the money are getting their money. Is there something else going on here? I don't understand why there would be a protest of what NISFAS says is true. Uh, Stephen, looking at the at, at the at the uh, uh, students who are protesting and the institutions that they are protesting, NSFAS have said it uh, before uh, that it is worrisome that in those institutions where there has not been delays in payments of of NSFAS uh, allowances, this is where we see protest, and they've characterized that and and from the communications that they've had before. Uh, that there seem to be an underhand in relation to um, uh, their internal procurement processes on who actually is doing that. So their belief is that there seems to be those that are mobilizing students uh, for them to protest uh, based not only on the the fact that they are not getting allowances, but on other uh, uh, business-related issues. And uh, looking at the, compo- the composition of the, the, the students, their alignment, you can clearly see that majority of uh, the students, although they claim to be representing the SRCs, that they are aligned to particular political formations. And indeed, that is worrisome that uh, such an important student matter should not be turned into a political rallying point uh, by various uh, um, political institu- uh, you know, parties within uh, the country. Because here we are talking of the lives of the students and the times 
spent uh, in protest, you know, denies them of an opportunity for them to be in class, for them to be studying. And more especially if uh, there are no, pro uh, 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 no problems uh, in those particular institutions. And where there are systematic problems, uh, we ourselves have said to NSFAS that they must address those, they must resolve them. And they've assured us that uh, they are in all the institutions, in all the Tibet colleges, to work with all stakeholders. Ishmael Amnisi, thank you very much indeed. Spokesperson for the Department of Higher Education, your view on that too, 86 Seven minutes to eight.